BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome in, one and all. It's All Pro Lines, the podcast. You know it, you love it. It's in your ear holes wherever you go get your podcasts. And uh, we're happy to be back. Uh, football season is one month away. Can you believe it? That's really actually hard for me to believe. Uh, what day is it? Yeah, it's one month. One month. And in between now and then, lots of football news. It sort of takes over the sports news world, and it's fun. Our boy uh, Josh Kowal is coming in uh, today. Uh, you guys know him and love him. He's a Steelers fan, but we still like him anyway. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of the bubble guys for the uh, for the uh, National Football Hall of Fame. Uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's what they call it. Because theoretically, it's not just the NFL. Yeah, it's, it's the NFL. Uh, I don't think they're even owned by the NFL. We'll ask Josh. Josh, look it up. <laughs> Who owns the pro football? <laughs> bring, us, bring us some information. Uh, we'll talk about all that. But it is underdog fantasy season. If you've never tried best ball, best ball is so cool. I'm kind of new to it myself. Um, you pick 18 players in a fantasy draft, and you don't touch them for the rest of the season. And then it puts in – the computer puts in the best scores. You got your six wide receivers. It puts in your best three, right? You got your three tight ends. It puts in your best one. And there's a whole season arc, and it's fun, and you're not allowed to touch players or trade players or move players or bench players. You just do the draft, and then you kind of watch the arc of it as the season goes on. So it's sort of like no fuss, no muss fantasy football. And the number one giant in this industry is Underdog. And they're our sponsor. I'm happy to be wearing their shirt today. Uh, they've been very good to us. And uh, I have to say, I'm a consumer, and I love it. I just started two more best ball drafts last night. You could pick like 30-second draft. You know, each pick is like 30 seconds. Or you could pick eight hours. You can pick slow drafts. And I pick the slow drafts. I wake up in the morning and I check my little drafts and see how we're doing. Oh, I love it so much. It's fun. Uh, so you get a little bit of a football thing going on all the time. Highly recommend it. If you use the promo code, if you go to uh, underdogfantasy.com and then you use the promo code ALLPROLINES, They'll uh, give you 100% of your uh, initial deposit up to 100 bucks. You put in 70 bucks, you got 140. You put in 100 bucks, you get 200 bucks. And then you're uh, you're off and running. You could do slow dress, and you could. There's a full range. You could do. You could put like a thousand bucks down. You could put three bucks down. You can bet. You can play against like three dudes. You can bet against tens of thousands of dudes. They have a thing called Best Ball Mania, which I'm in. It's 25 dollar entry fee. Uh, the top prize is $3 million. That's how many people are in this crazy thing. And there's lots of other prizes, too. It's like, you know, hundreds of prize winners. Um, it pays out like uh, poker tournaments, actually. They're very top-heavy. But if you can do go deep in one, uh, you're going to make a bunch of money. So they're super cool. Anyway, they also have season-long NFL picks. You can bet on, like, whatever, Mahomes touchdowns over and under and Zach Wilson interceptions, whatever. You can bet on all kinds of crazy stuff. Team over-unders, all kinds of things. And you can even bet on golf and whatever you want. Underdog Fantasy, use the promo code ALLPROLINES. Uh, check the Kostaki Tour page because just a couple days ago, I only had one gig on there. 
not because I only had one gig, but because some of the gigs were still coming through. Some of them I didn't get the ticket links yet and whatever. And I was a little bit behind on a couple other gigs. Anyway, I posted. There's like 20 up there now. And I'm, go, I'm all over the place. I'm doing Bakersfield next week. Coming up in about a month, I'm doing Toledo, Youngstown, Dayton, Talent, Redding, Chico, Clarksville, Tennessee, Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Then I'm heading up to Wisconsin. I'm doing Jamesville, Oshkosh, Eau Claire, and, of course, uh, early December in Fargo and Sioux Falls. Cross your fingers on the weather, everybody. Uh, the other thing I have to promote, of course, this time of year, the All Pro Lines Confidence Pool. Last year we had about 150 active participants. We have these weekly prizes. We have season-long prizes. And all we ask is like a 30-ish dollar donation to cancer research. That's it. Uh, we make some money for cancer research. It's for the B Foundation, by the way, uh, which is a great organization. They have underwriters that pay for their operating expenses. So every dollar you contribute goes directly to top-notch, cutting-edge cancer research. It's the kind of thing that saved my brother. So we're all touched by cancer. We're trying to do the right thing and do some stuff to help this uh, universe. And it's fun. If you've never been in a confidence pool, then uh, you got to jump in and try it. And if you did it last year, you're probably already even registered on the page. So come on back. Uh, we'd love to have you. The links for that are on all the social media outlets on the link tree and the all pro lines universe. So go find those and share the memes for every team. All 32 memes are out now and uh, tag your buddies on their shitty teams. and Blah, blah, blah. Uh, last plug, Patreon. Uh, in the old days, there were patrons, right? A uh, rich guy or a pope or a king would have the artist come and live at the edge of the compound and paint his stuff and they would buy his dinner and allow him to exist and pursue his thing because he that they voted with their dollars in a very old-fashioned way and the new version of that is of course patreon you know for five bucks a month or whatever you can support all pro lines we got a couple tiers uh so vote with your bucks and uh tell us that you like us and allow us to continue to do what we do here uh patreon.com and just type in all pro lines that's it all right that's enough plugs let's do some jokes shall we we got jokes. You know how we do. The two-minute drill. I can't wait to see the new Johnny Menzel documentary. What the 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 the, the buzz this week is that he was going to kill himself, but he's not good from the shotgun. So. He missed his mouth, but he did shoot himself in the foot. So that's good. The gun didn't fire, apparently, is what happened. Good thing for him, the gun had the same work ethic he did. That gun was probably the last one to practice, first one to leave. Probably showed up hungover that day. All right. <laughs> Can I do my favorite Menzel jokes? Are they new again? Is that how this works? Menzel had the number one selling jersey in the NFL. You got to really love a guy to buy a brown jersey with a number two on it. Huh? He owns the phrase Johnny Football. Why? Because Johnny Bench was taken? He was supposed to be a, a running quarterback, but he couldn't finish 12 steps. All right. What's old is new again. <laughs> John Gurdon's going to continue to work with the Saints as a consultant. He's got two areas of expertise, uh, how to get the most out of a young quarterback and what not to write in an email. So he's, he's consulting. Jalen Hurts finds a thrill in never being satisfied. Well, then he should marry me because apparently I can leave them unsatisfied. <laughs> this this offseason, Jonathan Taylor underwent arthroscopic debridement. Hey, so did I. Ha-ha. <laughs> debridement. My debridement is going very well, right? I get to spend and save money the way I want, raise my kids the way I want. No one's yelling at me from the top of the stairs. Because I no longer live in a place big enough to have stairs. <laughs> I looked up arthroscopic debridement. It's a minimally invasive surgery where you give the bride back to her father. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Didn't work out. <laughs> I'm just like Jonathan Taylor. My knees have never felt better. Because in conversation, no one is chopping them out from under me. All right. Uh, Jaguars have a strength and conditioning coach, Kevin Maxson, who is now the first coach in any major American sport to come out as gay. I think it's great that a guy in a macho activity like that can stand there and tell the world he's gay. Different from when I was in high school, and the football players would just tell me that I'm gay. Boy, that's a sea change. 
The Browns GM said Deshaun Watson is in a really good place. Is it a massage room with an Instagram model? I'm just guessing. That's his definition of a really good place. And finally, the league has approved the sale of the Washington Commanders. Chick McGee must be beside himself with joy. Among the limited partners, Magic Johnson. It's a perfect name for him. A guy who slept with thousands of women, contracted HIV, and lived happily ever after. Magic Johnson. There's another, there's another throwback joke. All right. Uh, did we do all the announcements? We did everything. Yeah, we did. All right. Uh, did we check the people who are, who are buzzing in here? Oh, we got a bunch of people here. Ron Milford, what's up? Heather, Ryan, Jerry. Thanks, guys. Mo Marks. <laughs> He's writing tags to the Manziel comedy. I <laughs> love that. All right. All right. So thanks for coming. If you don't know, uh, we do this live on Mondays, uh, every other Monday in August, and then all the Mondays from then on through mid-February. We'll be live on Facebook Live at some point. The tentative time is 2.30 p.m. Eastern. That's subject to change. I'm trying to figure out how it works for everybody. Uh, it did work for my next guest, and we're happy to have him. Uh, he is here. You guys know him and you love him. He, uh, he's got lots of credits on this show, but you may know him as the uh, as the score master on some goofy game shows we've done in the past. It's Josh Kowal, everybody. What's what up, buddy? How's it going, man? <laughs> Good to see you. Yeah, same here. I haven't talked to you forever. How's life? I know it. Oh, it's great. Um, so the, the kids went back to school already here in Georgia. We start super early, you know, August 1st. Right. My daughter's a senior in high school. Uh, so we got all the feels with, with that going on and, uh, should be a fun year, but, uh, my, our other, our son's a sophomore, so very busy with, uh, with them and his, uh, his soccer just started back up and it's like, they have a week of practice before school starts or whatever. And it's like, they call it team camp and it's like crazy hot in the middle of the day. They're all out of shape dying. So it reminds me of, uh of the NFL training camps a little bit, but I think, I don't think they work that hard really in training camp anymore. You know, they just like, don't get hurt basically. In the yeah. NFL. And they fail at that, by the way. Yeah. There's no way around the soft tissue uh, injuries. I'm sure. There's I, one coming it's, here. it's my phone is just a constant buzz. Of, hey, this player was taken off the field and this happened. This guy lived. It was like, Oh Jesus. Take it yeah, easy. Joe, Joe Burrow. Did you see that? You know, with the, uh, you see the video? It looked look bad, but apparently it's not that bad. Calf thing or something? Pretty bad. They're not going to let him. They're not going to let him do anything until the real season. He's going to miss an yeah. entire season. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But your boy uh, Javante Williams just a buzz that he looks way better than anybody thought he was going to, right? Yeah, fingers crossed. Think, yeah. So for a dynasty, you know, you we actually have guys already that we can monitor for this. So I've been. Uh, I think the. Broncos are real interesting, right? With the new coach, Sean Payton, and he's he's ripping on other coaches, the Jets coach, Nathaniel Hackett or whatever, the uh, you know, ripping on uh, Aaron Rodgers' new offensive coordinator and start stirring up stuff. But I've been, you know, I have um, Alvin Kamara too in Dynasty, so I've been I've been tracking that. Is he going to get suspended or not? Uh, deal and. Uh, it sounds like three games for him, but now they're they're trying out other running backs and stuff. So I don't know what's going on with that, but we'll see. Yeah, I just got a note from Heather. My audio is weird. I just changed it. I think that will improve it. Thanks for the heads up, Heather. This is what's nice about having fans on the live thing. They help you not blow it. <laughs> um, all right, let's do uh, let's do let's do fun. Let's do some of our old fashioned segments. We haven't done this in a while. Let's do uh, let's do kudos and taps. Where's my little got a thing for that right don't i where's my thing that is that is i tried yeah to, that, uh, sorry that's a clip of akib talib answering a question Wait. from me and then aaron hodges uh did his little magic over <laughs> i tried to rebrand it as a uh, props on the back on the last time i was on <laughs> i got it wrong calling no. it props on the back no, i get some kudos taps on the back <laughs> <laughs> can you the other question i asked him that stuck with me was uh 
Could you, do you guys like like in the off season? Can you can you party? Can you goof around? Are you allowed to like get fat or whatever? And he he was like, nah, you know, you know, maybe on a Saturday you get like a shot of Tito's. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like all right. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give kudos to HBO's Hard Knocks because I still love it, and I love that they picked the Jets now. It's true that they didn't have all of the choices and it was the obvious choice, but I don't care. I can't wait to watch it. Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner and Brees Hall and his recovery from the thing and these other Israel Abanaconda. And it's just this team is the New York media universe and that haven't been good in forever. And they've got every reason to be good this year. I just think that's such an interesting story. I can't wait to see it. I think it's fascinating. Totally. It starts tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. That's what I was going to ask if it started yet. I think they're going to get tomorrow. Uh, sounds like they might get Dalvin Cook too, but the Jets are going to be kind of loaded. There's some uh, buzz we'll about see. that. I imagine that's probably that's probably two things. It's probably how injured is Brees and how cheap mm-hmm. is Dalvin, right? Yeah. Uh, some talk about Dalvin maybe winding up with the Dolphins as well. So yeah, um, I, I don't know. I'm excited. I love quarterback the the Netflix documentary. Oh You're still goodness. in my thunder. That was going to be my. That was going to be part of my taps on the back. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I we didn't we didn't rehearse. Go ahead. Tell me. I was going to say my taps on the back go to Kirk Cousins, star of the Netflix show Quarterback. So he, you know, I don't know if you watched it. I guess you did. Yeah, of course. Okay. He seems like such a cool guy. You know, like he just seems so down to earth. His wife seems like a regular wife. It seems like they like shop at target and you know, he's like <laughs> making dad jokes and just like a normal guy. Like Mahomes and Mariota also featured in the show and they're super relatable too and super cool, but they're just like total freaks, like athletically. Like I can't, I think most people, like, or at least me watching the show, I was like, man, if I was ever a quarterback, I'd be like Kirk. I'd be like Kirk cousins. You know, I'd just be a normal guy. Right. I can't even imagine myself being Mahomes or Mariota. They're just too freakishly special. Not that Kirk isn't. I mean, you got to be to be a starting quarterback, but he just doesn't seem like it. Yeah, he's he's not the most scintillating personality, but he's easy to root for after you watch that thing, man. He's he just puts his head down and works hard and studies film and practices the thing. And all of the effort that he puts into taking care yeah. of his body and like recovering from the hits yeah. and the and 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 my favorite part of these kind of shows is the mic'd up stuff because you're getting the gritty yeah. and real, and you know you can feel like how much it hurts to be smashed by these guys. And he's like limping off the thing, and then he's got to spend a week in the hut and the cold and the massages yeah. and everything just to get back to somewhat normal. And I yeah, mean, he does. Yeah, they, I mean, for all of them, it really does a good job of telling you the story and the balance with the family and the work and the and all of the effort that goes into the whole crazy process. And, and you understand why they're, you know, why they're lauded as heroes and paid mountains of money, because the combination of characteristics it takes to be a really good NFL quarterback, it's just so rare, right? Quick decision-making and smart and focused and interested and driven and athletic and arm and, it's just it's amazing what it takes to be a good quarterback. Fascinating. Yeah, that stuff about like the ice bath was super interesting, and like even like the sports psychologist. Right. Like, it's you know people people think they just kind of show up on on Sunday and they do walk through practice a couple times a week, but it's you know, I mean, granted they only work half the year really. I mean they got to stay in shape the other the other half, but um, you know during the season those guys are have no free time. There. Yeah, it's crazy. And anything to get an edge, and I love the uh, on the field stuff. The uh, the Patrick Mahomes, like you mess with the wrong mf or you know that was oh. that was so cool. It's so fun just because he's such a, like a nice guy, you know. But it's fun to see his like boyish sort of swagger when he's like when oh, they yeah. kind of when they challenge him and threaten him and give him a hard time. That's so cool. He's there's a guy who's easy to root for. Oh man, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Have him on the dynasty team. <laughs> yeah, try to try to get you to trade Josh Allen straight up. He's younger. Yeah, you, yeah, you did. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can. I mean, you're Josh. You're fine. You're fine with Josh Allen as your quarterback. 
you're going to be fine. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Jerry Oliver says, taps for me for getting out of Texas before I burst into flames. Yeah, I imagine. It's hot. Everywhere. It's hot in L.A. today. I'm actually sweating right now because I had to close the windows because it's so noisy out there. I'm like, it's like, a, it's like a little bit of a ticking clock till I could run over and fling the windows open and take my shirt off. Yeah. Uh, I saw your... Um you were talking about your tour, your tour dates and you got a bunch of them on there. And I think there was one like Florence, Alabama or something. I was thinking like, man, I've been to Florence, Alabama. It's not that close to Atlanta, but <laughs> I was like, man, Kostaki needs to come back, go to the punchline again. I know I should, I should. It's, well, it's been a minute, you know, I was there. What, what was it? A it year like, ago? Last year this time, I think. You probably got to wait another six, eight months or so to do the right sort of cycle on these things. I'll come I back. That place has been good to me. Well, Jamie and the punchline. And if you're and if you're in Atlanta and you're listening, go go to the punchline, support those guys. They they do good stuff. Almost every week as a comic, you're like, oh, nice. I'd like to see that guy. Um, oh, let's do that. Uh, this is a little bit out of order, but screw it. Who cares? All right, all right, kids. Put your thinking caps on. It's quiz time. All right, I've got one that's a regular question, and I got one that's kind of open ended because I want to discuss with you. Nice, bring it. Uh, and the first one is a teaser on our on our bigger subject that we'll get to in a minute. Uh, what team has the most Hall of Famers? Mm. Mm. So I I know there's tons of Steelers in the Hall of Fame. I'm obviously a Steeler fan. It seems like there's a Steeler bias, and they all get in, especially the '70s guys. So that'll be my guess. I mean, the Cowboys okay. would be another candidate, but I would guess uh, I would guess Steelers. These are good. These are good guesses. Now, interestingly, the number is thirty, unless you count the players who played a small portion of their careers with them. Then it's thirty-seven. Hmm. So that's interesting. That's a hint. It's not the Steelers or the Cowboys. Raiders? No. It's an older franchise. It's been around for longer because I imagine. There's a um, bunch of these characters that were like before we were even paying attention to football, right? Could it be like the YA Tittles of the world and the Giants or the or the Raiders? I'm trying to think That's, of a team that has a bunch of uh, journeyman Browns. That can't be the Browns. Yeah, they can't old, be the Browns. <laughs> old franchise, but come That's on. correct. Here we go. According to this, it is the Bears. The Bears are um, one of the oldest franchises, and so I imagine there's a bunch of – black and white photos of guys punting the yeah. ball and you know that that era there's a bunch of bears in there from then so that's kind of cool uh all right my next question is uh second of two do these running backs have a right to complain oh i love this topic i do too the, i think i pity, can go either way on this the pity party so i saw that um who was it that just oh it was saquon i think so, you know, he was going back and forth with the Giants on the contract, and he finally signed the, uh, uh, what do they call it, when they, fr a franchise tag, right? I think, I'm not even sure, but, and it was only $10 million. Yeah, they gave yeah, him some tiny amount more than what the franchise tag was oh. to sort of settle it. It's not much, and it's actually, I don't mean to interrupt you, but it's interesting no. because it arguably doesn't, resolve the issue because they could franchise yeah. tag him again next year since it's not technically a franchise. Oh, tag. interesting. It's but it's a only a one-year deal, right? Yeah. I think it's a one-year deal for a little more. That was really sneaky of them. I didn't know that. So I, I think it's funny because I, I read that, you know, they're all a bunch of the running backs are complaining about the market and how running backs used to be paid so much more and now they're not. And Saquon said, yeah, we have this group texts where we all complain about it. And we're thinking about, starting a union or something i'm like hello you already have a union and <laughs> welcome, a union. welcome to market economics brother like <laughs> i'm so with you on that yeah it's so funny to hear him complain like and and maybe even threaten i don't think anybody explicitly threatened to sit out but it's almost like oh it's so unfair you know why you're a running back like i mean the the left tackles get paid tons and they don't you don't hear them complaining that they're getting paid too much because it's not as glamorous a position. I think most of the stuff is just, Hey, back in the day, the running backs used to be so, you know, prominent and now we're not. Yeah. Because you get hurt all of you. That's why you don't get paid. 
and you're pretty replaceable. That's kind of what the analytics show. And anybody that plays fantasy football knows right? you can't count on your running backs. They're going to get hurt. And they put a guy in, the backup, and he does 80% of the superstar. So why would you why would you spend on the on the running back? So I, I kind of get, I get what they're coming from, right? And I think a lot of them are like, I wish I would have been a receiver or something. And then you see the uh, – because the receivers get paid great, cornerbacks – and you see the, um, you see, well, I lost my train of thought, but it's, it's, I have no sympathy for them. Um, I mean, maybe a tiny bit of sympathy, but they're still very well paid and they, I do feel bad. They get hurt more than anybody else. And it's, it's not great on the, on the body, but it just is what it is. I mean. Right. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I understand the Austin Eckler point of view. He's the center of that team. He's oh. the machine that drives that whole team. It's weird that he's only paid relative to these other superstars, you know, a smaller amount. Now but- I remember. I remember where I was going with that. So I do think it's interesting that you have these like hybrid guys like the Debos and the Corderell Pattersons that are really receivers, but they're kind of running backs now too. And that was oh, right. never that was never a thing until very recently, and um, I don't. I mean, I I think it's kind of like man, nobody ever thought of that before. Just hand it to the receiver. I mean, most of those guys, Corderell and and Debo, are kind of thicker receivers. They're not like the skinny, super fast guys, although they're both super fast. So I do think that's kind of an interesting wiggle around where teams are not going to pay the running backs, but they're going to pay Debo and just hand the ball to him and and throw it to him. It's different than the Marshall Falks and the old school guys that were receivers that also caught the ball. These are wide receivers or running backs that caught the ball. These are wide receivers that are. Yeah, that is an interesting. There's been a few of those recently, and you kind of don't have many of the. The only one I can think of who's a little bit like that is Percy Arvin, kind of from back in the day. Uh, Which, by the way, I saw a live game. It was was Vikings at Colts. And I sat in Tom Griswold's very fancy pants uh, season ticket seats. Right was on the 50 the big, yard line. Is that the big comeback game? No, no. Oh, this was just oh, like a regular season game uh, 10 years or so ago. And it, it had Adrian Peterson in the game. And Percy Harvin was clearly the most impressive athlete on the field. Wow. It's interesting, right? I was shocked. I mean, when you see it live, you're like, oh my God, this guy is like an unbelievable beast. I don't remember him being like a real standout, but he, he, had one, man, he, he, had he like was that one, day. He had like one year. Where he was like returning kicks, like he's returned a couple kicks for touchdowns, and he was unbelievable. Then I think he got hurt, but and then he won a Super Bowl with the Seahawks or something. I think I can't remember. He was a Minnesota right? and Denver. He definitely had some injury issues, and I think he had migraines. He had like some really bad migraine problems. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and turn to the subject that we got you here for. Uh, we just had the Hall of Fame inductions. Uh, we just had the uh, Hall of Fame game, sort of the unofficial kickoff the to worst the, game ever every year to the se- yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> um although last year josh jacobs played in it because he was like i don't know that was random oh, so once in a while you know we had zach wilson showed up and threw a bomb and aaron Rodgers was cheering on the side you know there's uh but yeah it's but it, i'm glad to have it back and so and so we talked like all right, let's talk about some of these guys who aren't in the Hall of Fame but maybe should be, and there are some of the debatable ones. We haven't practiced this. We haven't talked yeah. beforehand. I just kind of went through and made some notes about some of my thoughts. So let's just uh, throw it out there. What 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 first came to you when you started looking around? Well, I was th- – yeah, I did a little tiny bit of research right before, and I was thinking more kind of like the guys that recently retired or at, their, or at the end of their careers where you have an argument on whether they should be in the Hall of Fame or not. Oh, okay. And, That's slightly different from what I had, but I'm yeah, happy to discuss that too. Yeah, we can do whatever. But um, I do think that the NFL has the best Hall of Fame. Like the basketball, there's the basketball Hall of Fame. Basically, like seems like half the league gets in. Everybody that's any good gets in. Baseball used to that's be. That's how they do the playoffs. <laughs> true. It's so but there's fair. Only, there's, there's only like five players on a team too, right? So there's only 150 guys that are really starting every whatever. In football, there's like well, thousands of players, right? Or hundreds of players. Right. So I do think there's a, a good high bar to get in. Um, baseball's weird because now there's the steroid guys that don't get in. They actually are getting, they have years where they let nobody in. But I think letting in like 
four or five guys a year is like the right bar to how good you should have to be. I do hear lots of arguments about, oh, this guy's definitely getting in. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's not a Hall of Famer. You know, like to me, it's almost like an eye test first. And then I look at the stats. And and I also think there's this huge stat inflation that screws kind of screws up everything. So you got to take the more recent stats with a grain of salt. But there's some really interesting like 50-50 guys, in, in my opinion, whether or not they would get in or not. And that was kind of what I was hoping we would talk about, but I'm happy to talk about whatever you want. Yeah, no, go ahead. Why don't you start? And I've got so, some yeah. notes and I'll chime in. And So one of my favorite, I think is a good discussion for this guy is for, should he get in or not? Eli Manning. Oh, he's the perfect conversation for this, yeah. for this subcategory. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he, two yeah. Super Bowl rings against the scariest franchise in the history of modern sports. Uh, yeah, I think Super Bowls matter a lot, especially for quarterbacks and and being really good in the playoffs. Like to me, that is something that should count a lot. Um, but you know, if you look at Eli's stats, he was like five, like right at five hundred, which is real surprising. I know, right? So you're, but if you win two Super Bowls, I think you basically are in. Even if you win one as a quarterback, you're heavily you got and you played a long career, you have a really good chance of getting in. But I think the, the interesting argument is. Will he get in or should he get in? So I think Eli will get in. I don't, I'm not sure he should. That's like an interesting. Josh, yeah. If it was Josh's Hall of Fame, like I don't think he he might not make it. Do you have stats there? Like where is he on the all time list? Is he like the twentieth? I don't best? have the stats. But you, I mean, you can basically figure figure where he is. But again, he's one of these recent guys where he'll his totals will be higher than the. I don't know if he's higher than Marino, but will be up there with the Fouts and the really great old timer guys. But he right. wasn't really as good as those guys were in their era. No, but he played for a long time right. in an era where they threw the ball around the field. That's right. Yeah. So I have I have a couple other quarterbacks that are in the same vein. If it's, is it cool to just throw them out there to you? Yeah, but what what did we settle yeah. on, Eli? He's gonna get in, but he shouldn't. That's what I. That's my personal opinion. I think he will, and I think, I mean, I can see why he would get in, but to me, he wouldn't be in, in Josh's Hall of Fame. All right. I think, I, probably I, think that's ex- I think that's exactly where I land on this. Given the two Super Bowls, that's probably harsh, but I think it should be a super high bar and like, you know, there should be no doubt you're a Hall of Famer. If you're if there's a big conversation about you, you probably shouldn't get in. I, I think I agree with that. For me, it's not about it's not about fantasy stats. It's about sort of are you an iconic image when you think about yeah. that era of football, right? Right. So I'm coming down hard on most of these guys, right? So that's why they're in the conversation. <laughs> All right. So I'm good with that. <laughs> another good one I have an argument with my buddies and your and your brother, especially, is Frank Gore. Frank oh, Gore, okay. Number four all-time rushing yards. Is that Good. right? I'm pretty sure that's right. How is that possible? He was like a compiler, right? Like he was <laughs> a very good running back for a very long time. So that's what Emmett was, did, right? Yeah, but it, I mean Emmett, you know, he won Super Bowls. He was like he he was like another another good thing is how many um AP team of the year, whatever they call it, not necessarily a Pro Bowl. Pro Bowls kind of can't go by that, I don't think. But the they have the first team and the second team, AP all team of the year. I think Emmett was like all over that. I don't know if Frank Gore was always on there. He might have made it one time or something. So he's a guy where it's like, I think he, uh, same kind of situation. I think he probably will get in. It'll take him a while. But for me, he just doesn't pass the eye test as a Hall of Famer. He's like the Hall of Very Good for a long time. <laughs> all right. Let me push back on this. Because if you're number four all time, that first of all, that's that's the that's a pretty rarefied yeah. air. And well, I will give him a little bit of iconic because he has sort of been, he's sort of the work a day, like the story of him coming yes. out of college with no knees. And we don't even know if we could trust this guy. And then he's like the most reliable running back for 20 years. It's well, the other thing, cool story. the other thing I would say he has in his corner is while there is a lot of inflation in passing yards, running backs, like the more recent running backs aren't getting, as many carries and lasting as long, right. you know what I mean? So he's not in the league still. I don't think, I mean, I think he just retired, but um, based on that, that would, you know, I think, it'd, I think it'd be hard to keep him out, but he doesn't, 
he wouldn't pass my eyeball test as definitely in the Hall of Fame. But yeah, I hear you. This is interesting. Brad Venuti chimes in. Was Eli ever a top five quarterback in any single season? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, yeah. not tradition. I might maybe a season here or there, but not usually. He right. he wouldn't put him ahead of his brother or Drew Brees or Tom Brady in the any Super of the Bowls, seasons. The Super Bowls are what I think will will push Eli in, and the Super Bowls against the Patriots, like you said, which is the that, scariest, right? That kind of and the eighteen and one, right? They beat the Pats that would have went undefeated, right? Right. Um, so I think he will get in. He probably even should, but you know, I just have a little bias against him. But I do have this one was going to maybe surprise you a little bit. This is right. where I feel like a guy that should get in that most people probably think shouldn't. Julian Edelman. <laughs> so here's a guy. I'm that, okay with him not getting in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's a guy that had a good career, but had an amazing playoff career, and this yeah. is why it pushes him over the edge. And I think an interesting guy to compare him with. They had the two best catches I've ever seen in the same game happened in the Super Bowl. One was Julian Edelman. The other was Julio Jones. Right. You know, Edelman had the one where he bobbled it and like caught an inch from the ground. Julio had this amazing catch on the sideline that really should have nailed the coffin for the win. They still somehow blew it. That's but, right. Um, Julio is another good one where it's like probably getting in, but, and I would say he gets in, in my opinion, but um, he's another one that, you know, he never won, never did much in the playoffs. I guess they did. I won Super Bowl. He should have won, but he was always topping the stats. Some reason didn't score lots of touchdowns if anybody ever had him in fantasy and were a touchdown heavy league. That was a thing. Right. Um, him and Matt Ryan, I think, are other interest. Another interesting thing that you would have an interesting opinion on. Yeah, I actually scribbled Matt Ryan here because I, I was thinking I got to at least look him up and and know a little bit about him. So I say. No on Edelman for exactly the reason that you say. If the Falcons win that game, it's not the fluke fest that it ended up being. The iconic catch from that game is the Julio catch, and right. we don't we don't celebrate that catch in the same way that we do. Um, the three Super Bowls, three for Edelman. I think that weighs weighs heavy. It does, and and when we talk about iconic and the image of the game, and those are the things people remember. So. But they're but they weigh they're weighed way too heavy. There's some of these uh, Dan Marinos of the world just get sort of squeezed out because they play on shitty teams, right? Yeah, that's True. not fair. Uh, but I say yes on Julio again, but almost in the Frank Gore way. Like he's not iconic in sort of a traditional way, but he is like such rarefied air in terms of pure talent and and sheer numbers over the long haul and everything. Um, I say yes on Julio, but I think uh, Matt Ryan yeah. is a much yeah, more interesting yes. debate. Yes, I'd say yes on Julio too. Matt Ryan, I have a strong opinion on. And Let's I hear it. I would keep him out. I think he's also like a Frank Gore, like very good for a really long time. He's in the uh, passing yard inflation era, so his stats look amazing. But to me, he just – you know, he was very good, not great. And he he always, man, he had the worst. I don't know if there's a stat for this, but if you could find a stat on like third and long or critical situation in the game, it seemed like he always was letting the Falcons down. Not always, but he kind of was not clutch. He was like the opposite of clutch. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, league MVP in 2016. That, that to me is a big factor. To be yes. the MVP of the league is a gigantic cornerstone in the argument for yep. uh, multiple playoff bursts, other times, four Pro Bowls. Oh, one of only eight quarterbacks to throw for 60,000 yards. That's interesting. That's a pretty rarefied error. Yeah. But, but he's he's in the pile with all these other guys like right. Phil Rivers. Tyson and Philip Rivers and you know going Steve McNair, all these guys who had a crazy great season, had other yeah. several other good seasons. But McNair's a good one. I hadn't thought of that. To there's him, a bunch like, of guys like is. that that I think like yeah. eh, there's all this talk. If you look up articles like 
the best guys who aren't in the Hall of Fame. Kenny Anderson is on these lists all the time. Like I just saw the that. Bengals quarterback from the yeah. 70s and 80s. Like, no thanks. I don't buy it. Yeah. Not interested. Not iconic. Just like he's, a really good quarterback for a long time. He's one of those guys that will like get in when he's like 90 years old because people. Yeah, maybe. Like, oh, right. Oh, that guy was awesome. You know, but like the people that were around. We're like, yeah, he was he was very good, but I don't know. I think the other one that's super interesting for me on this list that I also argue with people about is Matthew Stafford. Oh. So I you know, I really feel like he had one good season, you know, when they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> and all his other seasons, he was on on really bad teams putting up stats. And yes, he's very good, but Hall of Fame, come on. I think with some trepidation, I agree. Wow. I'm surprised. It's a, well, I'm, he's a bulldog, so I root for him. Yeah. And I met him briefly and I like him. And I love the arc of like shitty team, shitty team, shitty team, yeah. shitty team. Good team, Super Bowl win. Goodbye. You know, like <laughs> what a great story. Uh, but I think I agree that he's not iconic. Yeah, we'll see. I think winning a Super Bowl as a quarterback puts you on a short list and that might push him over the edge, but I'm personally rooting against him. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. All right. Um, all right. I got a little more of some of these old school guys that are yeah, sort of there's buzz about them not getting in. Roger Craig, mm. running back for the Niners. First player to score three touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Didn't he also have – was he the first guy to have 1,000 yards rushing and receiving in the same Yes, season? that's on my list. That That is a super cool stat. I have – I put him in. I remember him. He was he's, really he's unique. In. All I those mean, 80s Montana teams, he was the centerpiece of that whole operation. I don't know if he had the longevity, like, but I think he probably did. He probably had enough. And even to this day, only two players have done the 1,000 and 1,000, Falk Ooh. and McCaffrey. How about that? Oh, I was going to guess. I was going to maybe say Falk. I wouldn't have got McCaffrey. I mean, because he was the first, and it's been 20 years, 30 years? Yeah, I that's thought, a, that's I thought oh, it's going to be a bunch of those guys. There's only two. I He's... He's got. He's also iconic. He's in all those Super Bowls, and he I runs agree. in a weird way, and he's a part yeah. of the story and high stepping like style. Roger Craig unique. in. The he other did. one I think should be in, no question, is Devin Hester. Yeah, what twenty non-offensive touchdowns? That's interesting, right? Yeah, they need more guys like that that had that unique unique skill set. You know, and he I, ran it back in a uh, in a, a to open a Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. That, I, that was actually the year that I went with Bob and Tom. In the old days, they would take once a year, they would go to the Bahamas for the Super Bowl. And oh. uh, that was the one year I went with them. And of course, the Colts are in it and they're all from Indianapolis. And it's a big plane load of people who came down from Indiana. And the very first play of the game is Devin Hester running yeah. it in for a touchdown. You could hear a fucking pin drop in this room. <laughs> wow. Oh wait! So you were in the you were at the Super Bowl or you were in the Bahamas? We were in the Bahamas okay. in this private gotcha. room watching the Super Bowl with about two hundred and twenty gotcha. people, and two hundred of them are like diehard Colts fans. Wow! Well, yeah. they, pulled, they pulled it out. So. Oh, they did! It was fun to watch. Peyton Manning's thinking, like, "All right, gonna make it hard on me. That's fine." Yeah, I was, was thinking uh, you went, that you said you went to that Super Bowl. The first thing that came to my mind was that was the Prince. Halftime Super Bowl, and it was raining. Oh, it was raining. It was in, it Miami. Was in Miami. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, so I think Hester's in. I don't know why a player I like agree. that isn't already in. And the other one of kind of a, the same category to me is Steve Tasker, the special teams guy for the Bills. Yeah, he, Marv Levy once called him the most important player on the team. Cool. That might be pushing it. I well, I mean, you know, he's obviously pushing it to make the point, but. To even yeah. be in the conversation like that. And he was apparently a Pro Bowl or like some crazy that's, number. That's what I was going to say. I remember he was always in the Pro Bowl. Like right. tackling and making the tackle on the kickoff or whatever. And uh, very unique skill set. I'd say they need some more unique. You know, they have too many quarterbacks and, and running of backs. Course. I mean, that's the bias is that the, it's yeah. the people that the casual fans could name, right? We put more put more of these guys in that the super football nerds know and love and definitely were a big part of the story, you know? All right. Yeah. I don't want to – this segment could go on for 10 hours, but I have about seven more we go through kind of quick. Yeah, bring it. Steve Smith. Yeah, I saw him on a list too. That is a real – that's a tough <laughs> one. I, I have a bias 
of saying yes to him. I don't know about the stats and he didn't want a Super Bowl. He had a lot he had a longevity. He was such a ferocious player though, you know, ferocious. like ferocious. He was tiny and he was awesome for a long time. Yeah. He would like That's... scrap and get in fights and now these stats sometimes, you know, you gotta nail them down when you get them because they change. But the, at the time that I saw this, six all time receptions, eighth all time receiving in receiving yards. That's pretty amazing for a wow. guy. Wow, I stat. would not have guessed that. Yeah, it was higher than I thought. So I say yes to Steve Smith personally. I also remember he was always Steve Smith on his jersey. That was his name. And then he had a son, and named him Steve Smith, and he changed his jersey to Steve Smith Senior. It was like a like a note to his son, you know. Kind of oh, that's interesting. I don't remember. I didn't know that. I think that's right. That's cool. Steve Smith is such a normal name. You need something else <laughs> on there. Heinz <laughs> uh, Ward, another Bulldog. Root for yeah. him. Uh, four Pro Bowls, one Super Bowl MVP. That's pretty cool. Super Bowl MVP. But I don't – I think he was uh, – for me, he falls yeah. into this. He was very good for a long time, but he wasn't iconic. Yeah, so I'm biased on him because I'm a Steelers fan. He does have the UGA thing, which kind of canceled it out a little bit. But and he also played quarterback like in college against Georgia right. Tech. Right? He beat us. But he was a I wouldn't want to say he was a unique wide receiver because he was kind of like a bulky guy that would block downfield and he's a great blocker. That kind of stuff, which you don't really get anymore. But yeah, on a pure numbers basis, might be hard to make the case. But the Super Bowls, I think he was in two Super Bowls and he got the MVP in that one. I'm biased, so he did. You're saying, you're saying yes? I would say yes, just because I'm a Steelers fan. I think. I think. I, can't, I think <laughs> you can't go. Enough. You can't go by me on on <laughs> a Steeler. I'm All not right. objective. Now, to me, there's like three or four more of these guys. You ready? Yeah. Reggie Wayne. Wayne's in. Wayne's in. Wayne's in. Hold on, Tory Holt. Sterling Sharp. Andre mm. Johnson. Andre Johnson's not in. The other oh, guy. See, we're starting to differ. I yeah. say eh on Wayne, yes on Johnson. Eh. Johnson was on the. I, I would say he's a compiler that was on bad teams forever. Very good, but pretty good he argument. On, he was on the Texans forever, right? Like this says eleven all time that, in receptions and receiving yards. All time what now? Just for them or? 11th all-time in receptions and receiving yards for Andre Johnson. Wow, that's pretty good. Um, I say, I think for me, Andre is the bottom of the range of yes. I say hmm. yes on on Johnson, no on Sharp, Holt, and Wayne. Wow, I would almost do the op the exact opposite. I would probably okay. say no, no on Johnson. Yes, <clears throat> definitely on Wayne. Holt, I like just from the show, greatest show on turf. Uh, but yeah, he's kind of a either or. And who was the other one? Uh, Sterling Sharp. I like Sterling Sharp back in the old Favre days. I'd have yeah. to look at his numbers and stuff, but I would probably say Sterling Sharp, yes, and and Holt, no, if I was had a gun to my head right now. I got some. <laughs> That's a weird situation. I got a, some weird. Uh, <laughs> I got some scribblings on Wayne here. Eight seasons with a thousand plus yards. There's only three guys with fourteen thousand career yards not in the hall. Wayne, Andre Johnson, and Steve Smith as we speak today. Well, I would say one of the things that hurts Reggie Wayne is that Marvin Harrison was such a – also, I think he might he's probably in the Hall of Fame. And they were on the same team for a, a short time, and then Wayne was like the new uh, Marvin Harrison. Probably not as good as Marvin Harrison. It also makes you think like, oh, he just had Peyton Manning throwing it to him. Right. That's true. And he has a little bit of that – I feel like Tory Holt has the same problem because Isaac Bruce is, yeah. was kind Isaac of ahead Bruce. of him in some of the numbers and sort of the imagery that you have in your head and heart. In He's my mind, I almost from that universe. Yeah, when when you brought him up in my mind, I almost like was thinking about Isaac Bruce and talking about Tory Holt. So maybe that's just on me. They were both good. I mean, to me, in my fantasy team? memory, it was the first time that you could legit start both receivers from a team. Like a hundred percent of the time, and they uh, had Ozakim too. Oh, that's right, speedster and, and Ricky Prohl. Yeah, there you shampooing go. his way into the end zone. Remember? <laughs> uh, that's about it on nice. here. Hey, I was this was notable to me. Howard Cosell is not in the Hall of Fame. 
He should be in, right? They have wait, are other announcers in there? Are lots of announcers? There's some other announcers in there, and there's some coaches, and there's some owners, and there's some like uh commissioners. Pete Rosell is in there, you know. So there's some other announcers are in. He's if other if other announcers are in, he has to be in. He's the right. That's what I'm saying. It's weird. They might they you know like a lot of this stuff is like you know, if they were mean to the media, they like hold a grudge sometimes. I don't know if that's Howard Cosell, but there has to that's be something what like T.O., right? T.O. wasn't yes. in the first two years. Do you remember this story? And then they put him in year three and he refused to go to the ceremony because he was pissed. Yeah, he wanted to be in the first year. And I think he like he held like an alternate like during the Hall of Fame thing, like he had his own thing. <laughs> He's so totally a first ballot guy, though. He's it's right. So I'm signing T.O. I signed T.O. Right. on that one. Yeah, me too. He was he was unlikable in some ways, and they held it against him. And the and the last one I have here scribbled is Lester Hayes. <laughs> Do you remember he was the, the writer stick him, right? with the stickum? Uh, I don't know if he invented it, but he was the one who made it famous. <laughs> first one that used it. I would think he was in. I don't know much about him, but I'm surprised he's not. <laughs> That's a weird reason that he's iconic, but he was a great player too. Yeah. I'm okay with Lester Hayes being in there. You got to have that picture. And then like the little writing about what happened and why they outlawed it and whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> I also forgot this, the centennial slate in 2020, they put 15 new members in for the hundred wow. year anniversary. So it was their way of like weaseling in a handful of these right. kind of guys that were on the list at the time. Yes. That's how Most, Ken Anderson's going to get in in two in two hundred years. The two hundred right, some other yeah, some other Weasley move. All right, well, we agreed on most of these. We, we could uh, there are some receivers that could kind of go either way. We parted ways on, but almost everything else we agreed on. I'm surprised. Yeah, that was fun. That was cool. I'm glad we did that. All right, well, it's good to talk to you, man. Um, I'll yeah, see you here. on the I'll see you on the board in the Dynasty League. Yeah, I can't wait. And big money players, baby. That's right. That's oh, I forgot. Yes, you're the new guy in that. Yeah. In, in Dynasty, we're all the new guy, but in that league, you're definitely the new guy. Yeah, it'll be my second year. I got to make <laughs> up. For last year was a, was awful. Oh, my last year in that league was completely terrible. I blame Russell Wilson and no one else. <laughs> <laughs> Just myself a little bit for picking Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> all right a reminder to you guys out there uh check my website for the tour dates in the fall i'm going to be all over the place uh kostaki.com and uh go to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code all pro lines getting some best ball do i highly recommend the slow drafts they're so fun like in the middle of the day you're frustrated with something at work you grab your phone and you pull up you go oh look who's available <laughs> you have a little you have a little draft for no reason in the middle of the day it's 15 bucks or five bucks or 20 whatever you want it's awesome i couldn't recommend it more all right we're going to do this uh every other week in the uh Oh, Jerry says, what's up with the All-Pro Line League? Oh, that's a good question. I got to get with Aaron on that. We will let you know. I should have done that today. Damn it. All right. I promise to let you know in two weeks, and maybe I'll post something about it in the meantime. The All-Pro Lines Listener League. And, of course, join the All-Pro Lines Confidence. But we got a lot of things going on here. It's a busy time of year. Uh, jump on the uh, jump on the uh, All-Pro Lines uh, social media accounts and follow us along, and we'll update you on all the things. Thank you, Josh Kowal. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks, and uh, and then we'll be weekly here in no time. Where's the? This is where I always stumble to find the music. How many times do I need to do this before I think? Seems like I would have by now. Watch, I'm slowly fading it. Some pro fresh. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, buddy. That was fun.